Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dive Into Diet. We're uh, we're doing this remote today, Lucas. What's going on, man? On location. On, I, I mean, no one's going to stop us from doing Dive Into <laughs> Diet. Uh, uh, you're doing a, a, a Christmas show uh, at the moment, so uh, we're we're very thankful to 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 get you on the uh, on another episode, dive into diet, kind of in between things. So thank you uh, in advance for uh, setting out the time today. Oh, thanks for having me. I love doing the episodes, so it's a lot of fun. Um, so what's on tap today, man? What's on What's on your mind? Uh, uh, we talked a little bit before we hit record. Mm -hmm. um, talking about kind of how to equip the kitchen um, and uh, and kind of periodically we'll start, we'll talk a little bit about your, um, about your uh, cooking classes as well. Cause I really right. want to get those in. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so what's on your mind, man? Um, I thought I'd just give a, like a tour of my kitchen to show some of the food items. I'll highlight things. Of course you might see things in there. I'll pick out things I think are relevant. And maybe a few tools that I use in the kitchen too, like non-food items that are useful for cooking or for or why I like them, why I like to have them, why I think they're important. Um, yeah, so you get a little glimpse of how I eat in, in a usual day and uh, and how I prepare the meals. I'm not going to cook on the this. In the classes, I'll cook, and we'll actually cook together. But whoever comes to take the classes will actually make the food and get to taste the food and all the good things. But... Wow. Um, this might be a little preview for, because some of the ingredients I'm supplying, so I have them here for some of the cooking classes. So you get a little sneak peek on what, if you decide to sign up, some of the things you can expect to make. So I, I love that. And uh, I, I do have to ask, is are you, are you talking to someone like me who is like a complete beginner and, you know, kind of needs to, to, to have some of the fundamentals in his kitchen? Or are you talking to someone more advanced, you know, like yourself who, who, who cooks quite a bit. Uh, is um, this applicable to both? I think both. Yeah, I think both. Um, since it's, since it's my kitchen and I, I cook almost every meal every day cause I'm self-employed, my schedule is a little sporadic. So I, I, I do have a little bit more leeway when it comes to some meal prep that some people who work nine to five every day might not have. Got my it. hours are very strange. <laughs> so, um, so it's going to be a mixture of sim like simple, sometimes simple things, and maybe there might be some complex things. But today it's all going to be fairly simple. Um, but most of my meals are fairly simple because I, I don't want to spend all day cooking. Um, I, I don't want, I don't have the time. I do work most days and most. It's just my hours are. I'll have a gap in the middle of the day where most people wouldn't. So. I have to, you know, be more time efficient with some of my meal prep. Um, my longest cooking meal would be in the evening for dinner time. I don't eat dinner though until between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Really? So, that that's surprising to me. Yeah. Now it, dep it depends on the day, but if I have a show at the theater, we don't get I don't get home until 10:30 or so. Sometimes depends on the length of the show. So. And if I work up to the show, there's not really time to have a nice, you know, the show starts at 7.30 p.m., which is usually when most people are finishing dinner, but we have to be there an hour to an hour and a half early. So I don't really have that normal dinner time. Yeah. Um, most people, I would say, eat between 6 and 7. You know, you get off work 5, you come home, you know, you sit down 6.30 or 7, and you eat. Well, I'm just getting started 
then to go do something else. So I, I eat later, but that does mean I can take more time to, to, you know, I get home and the, the evening's finally over. And so I'll usually spend the most time cooking at night, either um, if it's before Wednesday, which is when I'm in at performance medicine and I do have to be there in the morning, I will some, I'll prep my lunch for, um, work the next day in addition to making dinner. I do that all at the same time. So, um, so yeah, it'll be a mixture of complex and simple. It's a long way to answer that question. Well, so, so tell me like when you think of uh, building out your, your kitchen, um, what are some of the, the, the fundamentals that you think everybody should have, you know, the, um, I guess we can start with like a basic spices. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I know you're, we, we did a whole series on oils and I, I, yeah, know, yeah. I know you're a big fan of, uh, of extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. So, so I'm assuming that's in your fundamentals list. It is. Do you want me to take you to my, should we start at my spice? Let's kitchen? Let's, Let's start at my it. spice kitchen. I'm going to carry you on. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I submit, let me, I have a stand here. I'm setting everybody on the stove. We are on the, you're on the stove right now. It's not on, is it? No. This is my spice cabinet. It's very small, but it's packed. Okay. Now I buy in bulk because you can order these size spices on Amazon. This is onion powder, by the way. Massive. Most of the time you go to the grocery store, you buy these, these little things, these teeny little things. Spices are very expensive, typically. Um, not all of them, but they can add up. And um, for certain spices that I know I'm going to use a lot, um, I'll order in bulk on Amazon because it's so much cheaper and you get massive. Like this is like six months worth if, if I use it every day. That, so that's the first thing. If you want to save money, I suggest you, you buy in bulk. Um, there we go. So what I'm going to do is just pull out some of my favorite things that I cook with spice list. Can you see me okay from there? Uh, yeah, you're good. You're good. I've got a bit of a shadow on my foot. You know, that's my oven light. So, yes, you're right. Extra virgin olive oil right here. What's your brand there? Atlas? So this brand is Atlas. It's not, I try a different brand all the time. I don't have a set brand. I'm not like um, fixated on one. The main thing I look for is, you know, where is it from? When was it bottled? Things like that. So that's what's important. This one, you know, I think I bought this. Um, actually, I think I ordered this on Amazon. Okay. I think I ordered this on Amazon. So for so, those uh, for those listening on audio, he's he's holding up uh, an Atlas um, Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Yes. Yeah, Atlas Extra Virgin Olive Oil. I also store it in the spice cabinet because I can close the 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 lid to the cabinet or, and uh, it's in the dark. You, you want to store your olive oil in the dark. Oh, you don't okay. want it in your heat. And you don't know what you don't want it in sunlight or bright light. It's not good for the olive oil. I mean, okay. it's okay while you're using it, obviously, for it to be in the light. So I've got grand cumin. That's a that's a classic, you know, spice if you're making Mexican food or Indian food. Um, little goes a long way. So I like cumin. Onion powder is great for making your own sauces like barbecue sauce. Um, sort of in that barbecuey area. It's a good filler powder to give it a little it's not a real strong taste. Onion powder isn't a real strong taste. So 
Maybe we'll do an episode on making your own barbecue sauce. That might be fun. Um, barbecue sauces are really sneaky, unhealthy food. People get chicken and they think, I've got grilled chicken, but then it's covered in barbecue sauce. I'm like, so you've got grilled chicken and high fructose corn syrup all over it. So uh, you can no, make, no, you can no, make don't, don't tell me that. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me that, man. <laughs> I love barbecue sauce. So I'm thinking of barbecue sauce, chili powder. I love chili powder. Not to be confused with with hot powder or spicy powder. Chili powder is not spicy. It's more of a smoky, uh, smoky taste. Um, the hot pepper. I'm holding chili powder right now. Chili powder is kind of a dark maroon. I don't know if you can kind of see that color. Yeah. Um, the hot powder people probably think of is cayenne pepper. So cayenne is a brighter orangey red. And it's it's hot, it's spicy, it, it kind of, you know burns in your mouth. So, um, chili powder is is another thing. Like the barbecue sauce, it gives it that dark reddish brown color. Is usually chili powder. That's why it's dark. Okay. So if I like chili powder a lot. It's, it's a great thing. My favorite, probably my favorite overall. Um. I don't know how to describe it. It's spice made from peppers. So all of these things, chili, chili powder is made from ground up peppers. Cayenne is ground up peppers. If they're dried and then ground up. Um, uh, paprika is probably my favorite. So paprika, if you've never had it, it's not spicy at all. It has a, it's like a mix. It's like a smoked tomato almost. I don't know how else to describe it. It's a wonderful um, wonderful smell, and uh, I liked I like um, if it's from Spain. There's a specific there's a specific like breed of the plant. I don't or they smoke it a certain way. Tastes great. You can find it on Amazon. Spanish paprika. I'm holding a giant paprika container. It's wonderful for cooking. Um, some some uncommon spices that I, the reason I don't have them in bulk is because you don't need much, and because a little goes a long way, and they're just not commonly used. Would be now, ground cloves, you know, every every grandma has this in their in their cupboard. It's this teeny, teeny, tiny little bottle of clove. You put it in, you know, your spice cake that you make once a year, pumpkin pie, or you put it in apple cider, or you'll put it in seasonal food, usually usually fall or Christmas. Um, clove is really good in Jamaican food. I don't make Jamaican food a lot. Sometimes I get in the mood for it. And then the other one is allspice. Allspice is Allspice, it's really, allspice is a mixture of like clove, cinnamon, nutmeg. It's kind of a mixture of those. Allspice, if you make tropical food, which is kind of uncommon, but if you do make it, it's like a staple in your kitchen, allspice. It goes, okay. if you get Jamaican jerk, your head jerk chicken. Yeah. The allspice is what gives it that unique taste in addition to it's super hot. Usually they put like red peppers in there. So, um, but allspice is something, I like allspice, but you don't need much like just a few dashes and it'll it'll give your food a little flavor. So, so that's my there's other things in here we don't need to go into but those are like the basic spices I have. This is a an Italian seasoning mix. It's basil, oregano, and parsley, you know, classic for Italian food. Um on top of my stove, it's kinda of dark in my kitchen here. Here's where I keep my sea salt. I'm holding a bag of real salt, which is a it's from Salt Lake city salt lakes in utah um just dug up and that and is then, it, it looks like that's from the bread red redmond which uh yeah redmond real salt is the brand yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know of the other any other brand that sells from our salt. I don't know if they have like the monopoly on it, but it's great salt. Um, some trace minerals, things like that in there. And if I want larger pieces of salt, like on top of some, you know, like those nice big crystals, I have just plain sea salt that I grind up. Um, red wine vinegar, Mexican deglazer for deglazing is when you have some burnt stuff in your skillet, not burnt in a bad way, but just kind of charred, pour some vinegar in there, kind of makes a good sauce. Um, I use vinegar a lot when, when cooking. So that's the spice stove area. Um, another oil I'll use sometimes is, can you see toasted sesame oil? So it's a massive jug of it. Again, I buy in bulk for that. That's a rare occurrence. I use it sometimes. Um, it, it seems like that would be for like an Asian dish, like some Asian sort of stir, stir fry. Yeah. It's really good on if you cook like a salmon filet after you're done cooking it, a little sesame, it's, you know, it's really tasty. So those are the spices. I guess we could move to my fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, because so we started with, you know, spices. Um, then, you know, let's start with like some, let's go to some staples, you know, things yeah, that we yeah, always yeah. have. You're now in my fridge. Everyone's inside my fridge. So I will pull things from behind you to show you because the light's better. So right now, what do I got working with? Um, I have been doing as an experiment, the, we talked about the carnivore diet. It's not, I've been doing a modified so I can eat fruit, the Paul Saladino version. I am not on that now. So the reason I'm saying that is you're going to see things that are not allowed on that. So you might be going, wait a minute, aren't you on that? No, I'm not. I'm sort of just in a break now. Um, so this is, I'm actually, it's a perfect time to have a tour of my pantry. This is my like regular kind of day to day when I'm not doing an experiment diet, what I'm eating. So, okay. Uh, okay. To your left, left of you, I have some cherry tomatoes. Um, I like cherry tomatoes. If you, some people can't tolerate nightshades, which is a tomato is a nightshade. So I, I don't seem to have any ill effects from them. And I like the taste. Um, they're very versatile, you know, cherry tomatoes They're you could eat them just as is dip them in olive oil or eat them with cheese. Or if you're cooking, they make a great like fresh thing. To, I, I usually when I cook veggies, I like a mixture of fresh things and cooked things. Okay. So I'll cook a bunch of vegetables, but I usually like one vegetable or fruit, fruit, tomatoes, technically fruit. I usually like something fresh to go on top. So it's like a hot thing and then I, a cold, like fresh pineapple or fresh mango mixed in with the cooked stuff it's just it's a nice thing so this is a bag of fresh cilantro cilantro is a love-hate thing either it tastes like soap to you or you absolutely love it i absolutely love it so i use it all the time just ate some for lunch so i had tomatoes as well um i have a bottle behind you of bragg's liquid aminos you ever heard of it um it's a nice alternative to soy sauce soy sauce tends to have too much salt and a lot of gluten in it for those. I, I, I'll eat bread every now and then, but I don't want to include gluten constantly if I don't have to. And this tastes great. Um, it's a healthy sort of alternative. It's gluten-free for those of you who like Asian food but can't do it because there's so often gluten and soy sauce. So liquid aminos is great. Um, and it lasts a really long time. It's fairly cheap. This is a massive bottle, and you don't need much, just a few spritzes in your food. So um i have a bottle of red wine i do not drink but i cook with red wine especially italian food the bolognese that i'll be teaching people how to make in the second cooking class is heart healthy italian 
this is one of the ingredients so and the nice thing is if you cook with red wine wine keeps indefinitely and especially after you've opened it in the fridge and you don't need a ton so like you buy this bottle it's good for months and months and months and months if you're going to cook with it so <laughs> i like cost efficiency so um so i haven't this is an ingredient okay you asked me about simple and then some complex i don't know if i call this complex but it's kind of a, a niche ingredient but i use it all the time is tahini have you heard of tahini no i have no okay. idea what that is tahini is a mediterranean a middle eastern type of food usually it's just ground up sesame seeds it's like it's like peanut butter made out of sesame Peanut butter so, made out of sesame. It's like it's like a nut butter, but made out of sesame seeds. Huh. Okay. So it's it's wonderful. It's really tasty. It's very versatile. It can go sweet or savory. Um, you can mix it with all kinds of stuff. Um, I usually just dip a spoon in here and then like flick ropes, like little streams of tahini on top of chicken or vegetables when they're done cooking. Um, it's kind of pricey, but if you go on um, I bought this on Amazon and again, it's a, this is a big, most of the time you buy tahini, it's in a teeny little thing and it was fairly inexpensive and it's lasted me for Lord. I bought this last year and I use it off and on. Um, but it's a great thing. If it's good for people who don't really feel confident cooking because say you, you, you may not be comfortable cooking, but you can at least, you know, cook some chicken. Like I can cook a basic flavorless chicken, right? Well, you put salt on that chicken, some of this tahini, and it's going to taste like you got a, a restaurant. Tahini's really good. So that's a good tip. Heavy cream. Oh yeah. Uh, heavy. This is just heavy whipping cream. It kind of looks okay. fancy. It's Shamrock brand, but it's just heavy whipping cream. Um, I use it in my coffee. So <laughs> and beef tallow for cooking. It's just fat from beef for cooking, leftover from carnivore, but it's a great. Uh, if you don't want to, if you don't have uh, olive oil, if you don't want to put olive oil in a skillet, which you shouldn't, tallow is a good thing to throw in the skillet to melt down to cook your saute in. So, well, my fridge is mad at me for leaving the door open. Um, okay, this is liquid monk fruit. Okay, yep. this is going to be a staple in our cooking class, the first one that we do, because. It's a calorie-free organic kind of sweetener, okay? And it sort of can take the place of sugar, and um, it's really useful. Typically, you store it in the fridge once you've opened the liquid kind. They make granulated, which we'll see in a second when we go over to the other side of my kitchen. This is Irish rolled butter. Um, when you make Irish butter, they ferment the cream before they turn it into butter, so it's a little bit better for you. The, the cows eat grass. That's all they eat. So the, the fat they produce is much healthier and it tastes so much better. The reason Irish butter is so much, it's very yellow compared to regular butter. The reason that is, it's beta carotene from the grass. So the plant that they're eating are coming out in their cream. So their milk is, is a brighter yellow and there's more color to it. It's not an artificial additive. It's, it's from what they're eating. So love that for cooking as well. It's a high heat cooking thing. Let's go down to the like. Okay. So what do I got here is um I have some eggs. I typically like to go pasture raised. The grocery store I was at was out of them. So I got cage free, which is whatever. That's okay. I always have eggs in my pantry because 
you can always boil four or five eggs if you're in a hurry and you want to meal prep for the next day and you're not feeling particularly creative. So I'll boil some eggs. Uh, I have green onions. I'm holding like basic, cheap green onion. Um, green onions are awesome because the flavor is a little different than like a, a big onion, which we'll see in a second. And they go, they're great fresh or cooked. So I kind of like, I'll just take scissors and snip them over something and it gives it some gentle let's see down all right i have a big bag of grapefruit i like to drink one fresh juiced grapefruit every morning it makes grapefruits you have to be careful with grapefruit if you're taking medication um because it slows the absorption or, or how quickly things move through your system which means if you took blood pressure medication and you had grapefruit juice in your system the medication as it passes through your digestive system, it's going to move more slowly. Therefore, you'll absorb too much of it. Hmm. So when pharmacists or pharmacologists develop these drugs, they, they very carefully calculate the absorption, absorption rate before it leaves your system, before the substance passes through. And grapefruit juice, there's a chemical in it that can interfere with that. So you have to be careful. I'm not on blood pressure medication, so I don't worry about it. So I you, agree you, have, so you, you have one of those every day? Usually, um, if I'm not on a specific diet, yeah, I really like, I don't like to eat grapefruit. I don't like the rind or the skin, but I love the juice. It's very refreshing. And I actually drink it because some studies indicate because of the slow absorption, like this, it's not really the slow absorption. It's the sort of, it keeps things in your system longer so you can absorb more of it. Mm -hmm. I do it to absorb a little more caffeine from my coffee. So <laughs> uh, it's sort of an enhancement for my coffee in the morning. So um, this is a bag of red and orange bell peppers. Um, they're great for snacks because you can just rinse them off, pick them up, and just eat them down to the stem. Or you can cook them and put it down. And Aldi sells them very cheap. They taste good. Some vitamins in them. I have a head of cabbage. Cabbage is great to cook with or eat raw. Very low calorie, high fiber. I've got a bag of mangoes because when I cook things, I like to have pieces of mango sometimes, um, like with chicken or vegetables. It's really good on top. My favorite onion is red onions. I like red onions the best. They taste the best. Um, generally, they carry a few more nutrients than the other onions that would be white or uh, yellow onions. Um, they have a stronger flavor, and I like things with strong flavor. Onions are awesome to have all the time because they keep for so long before they start to go bad. I mean, you can keep these things in your fridge or outside your fridge for a month, depending on the, the onion and the state that you got. Yeah. But I love having onions in my pantry. That's a staple. So you said, what are some staples? Yeah. Onions in my pantry are usually a staple. Um, this is a bag of limes, also a staple. I knew you I knew you'd have I yeah, need to have limes and lemons in there. Yeah, this is one of two bags that I have currently. <laughs> um, and then uh, here is my bag of lemons. So I have a bag of lemons. I juice them to drink the juice, or I, and I zest them, or I juice them to pour on my food while it's cooking. Sort of can take the place of vinegar, you know, if you want some tang, but don't like vinegar. So I have a bag of sweet potatoes, because, again, that's another quick. Yeah, 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 shut up. That's another quick one. You can you can throw a sweet potato in the microwave for eight minutes, and you've got a sweet potato ready to eat. Sweet potatoes are the I consider the healthiest of the potatoes because they contain a lot more 
vitamins. That's why they're orange. It's beta carotene. Again, it's 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 vitamins. It's it's more nutrition for the carbs and the starch that you're getting because they do contain a good amount of starch. But and I do have a bag of apples. So um, an apple again, if you're going to exercise, is a really good thing to grab on your way out the door. It's quick, convenient. So a lot of my produce is about convenience. Um, there's some cooking produce. It's a mixture of cooking produce and convenience. This time, what I have is mostly convenient. Apples. Um, I have bananas on my table, so I'm holding. I'm down to two. I got to get more, but I'm down to two bananas. And then on my door here, let me show you my door. Can you see my door? Yeah, I can see that. There's a lot of random things. Most of them unimportant. I have like three or four bottles of mustard. <laughs> uh, mustard is really good for cooking. It's good for making salad dressings. Um, it's a very versatile condiment, and it is very low calorie. doesn't have really any sugar in it. Um, always check your ingredients, of course. So that's the main thing that sticks out of the door. I've got, you know, like milk and magnesia, but nobody's cooking with that. Um, so, and I have some apple cider vinegar. So that's a great thing to cook with, too. Also great for barbecue sauce. So there's my refrigerator. Um, I'm trying to think. This is my supplement cabinet. It looks crazy, and it's kind of dark. I don't take all of these, okay? Um, we'll do a separate podcast about all the supplements I regularly take. That would take a full episode. but I um, want it, that. Yeah. Oh, tools. Let me show you some tools here. Okay. My tool list is pretty short. It's like two things. Three really? things. Two or three things, eh, maybe four. I don't know. I'm, I'm lying. Okay. So this thing right here. Yeah. I alluded to this during the lemon and lime um, episode. This is the juicer. You cut up your lemon, put it on top, grind it. Has a little built-in cup. Catches the seeds so they don't fall down in your juice. What I do is I juice my grapefruit under this, take the top off, and then just drink it all. It's delicious. Um, so that's crucial because I use lemon and lime juice. In almost all my recipes when I'm cooking vegetables, I just I like some citrus juice on there. And the other aspect of that is this. This yeah. is a cheese grater, but it has a zester. The little side, um, there's a bunch of little sides, but it's pretty obvious what the zester is. That's how you get the nice lemon and lime zest off your citrus fruit. Again, I put those in for my lunch today. I had some ground turkey and I zested two limes in it. So those are my two main tools other than the basic cutting board, knives. Um, for big cooking, this is an instant. This is an Instapot. Can you see it? Yes. So you're, you're a fan of that. I am a fan of Instapot because, like, if I'm going to go to the theater and I don't want to come home through and cook, I will throw – I can throw – I kid you not. I have thrown an – I prepped a roast for cooking in about one minute. Like, including opening the package. Take a knife, slice open the package, dump the roast in the Instapot, and push two buttons and leave it. And I come home, or I add some water, of course. And I come home, and I have roast beef waiting for me after a show. Um, it's a safe thing to leave running, generally. Um, it's a pressure cooker, so it works faster. So that is a lifesaver when it comes to timely cooking and things like that. So, yeah, I love the Instapot. And the, the other tool is more of a beverage tool. I have a, let me show you. I don't know if you can see. This is a coffee station little thing I have. Yeah. The all-important coffee station. You got to <laughs> um, have it. This is a Keurig. Um, it's just it's just convenient for time. But if I had the time, 
this is what I use. We had a provider's meeting. This is what I made that coffee with, the strong coffee. This is a French press. It's like 10, 15 bucks. Um, there's actually a coffee in here right now that I'm going to finish after this episode. I like French press because it's a lot stronger. Uh, most people probably steep their coffee for like four minutes, five minutes. I steep it for about 30 minutes. Um, so it's like tar when I pour it into my mug and it's delicious tar. And um, that's how I make my coffee. So that is a, an important tool in my kitchen. And let me see here. I guess the other thing, this is good for you if you're in a hurry, even faster than the Keurig is this. This is Four Sigmatic Instant Coffee. You can actually mix this. It's not the best, but you can mix it in a bottle of water if you're really that desperate to have coffee. Cold, shake it up like a, like a smoothie. But it's mixed with lion's mane and chaga, so it's like a kind of wake you okay. up and help you, help you focus a little bit. So I really like Four Sigmatic if I'm in a fur. Um, the last thing, it's not mandatory at all, it's just it's so nice, is this little thing. You hold the button. It's spinning at a very fast rate, for those of you that can't see. It's this little device. It's like a whisker. Believe it or not, when the batteries are fully charged, I've made whipping cream with this. Like, with, I just experimented with it. I just stuck it in a mug of heavy cream, and it stiffened up like whipped cream that you put on pie. So it's a really cool uh, device. It's great for, like, frothing up your coffee. Those of you that really, really, really like coffee, which is I'm one of those people. So um, that's, that's a fun tool, not, not, not at all required. The last thing I want to show you, last two things, is this. Can you see that? Yeah, red lentil. Red lentil pasta. So I'm going to send you a few challenges. Red lentil pasta. I believe that everyone, well, caveat, if you can tolerate beans and lentils, that is, in your stomach. Um, but here's the thing. Most people who can't tolerate beans in their stomach can't also tolerate gluten because they kind of are, yeah, but... If you have no trouble with beans, I recommend swapping out all your pasta for this. And this is Berea brand. It's like a mainstream brand. It's not some weird, organic, you know, expensive brand. You can find this in most grocery stores next to the regular pasta. They sell different shaped noodles. They sell spaghetti, linguine, all the different types of noodles. It's made 100% of red lentil flour. It doesn't taste weird. It doesn't taste like beans. Pasta, when you really get down to it, doesn't have a strong flavor anyway. Right. Like pasta, there's not like a distinct taste to it, not a strong one. Um, it comes off as al dente pasta, but the, the payoff is so much better nutritionally. One serving of this is 13 grams of protein, 6 grams of fiber. It's a massive dose of both of those nutrients versus pasta, which white pasta is going to give you like 2 grams of protein maximum. Um, and almost no fiber. So this is like if you ate a meat sauce with this, you're eating 80 grams of protein for dinner, if not wow. more. It's a massive amount, So, which is good. So I really like uh, red lentil pasta. I always keep cans of wild-caught tuna. Again, if I'm in a hurry, I just grab a can of tuna. That's interesting. And then avocado oil spray. They make it in spray form. This is for those of you who, you know, want an easy way of cooking. Spray it in your skillet. It's ready. High heat oil, safe. So uh, avocado oil spray. Yep, it's, huh. it's a spray form of avocado. Avocado oil doesn't have any additives in it. I got this at Publix, I think. Comes in a two pack, 
So it's pretty cost effective and it lasts such a long, like this bottle, it says there is 1,532 servings in it. So that's like, now I bet you a serving's like, like a teeny little spritz, but sometimes that's all you need. You just need to you know, lubricate your skillet before you throw food in it. So this is really great. It's a high heat oil, so it's not going to smoke, you know, and, and degrade quickly. So. Those are the main things in my kitchen. Um, I do occasionally bake at Christmas time. Really unhealthy food. I'm one of the things I'm going to talk about. The third class we have cooking is a holiday prep class. And yes, there will be some healthy recipes. But one of the things that's important to me about diets is the ability to sustain them. If you can't adhere to the diet, it doesn't work because you're not in it anymore. And what's crucial for me is having something to look forward to. So. Christmas time is when I'm going to I'm going to eat some things that I normally wouldn't eat and Thanksgiving is the same. I'm not going to kill myself with, you know, I'm not going to like gain 80 pounds, but I'm not going to not have a piece of pecan pie. It's just it's Christmas. I'm eating it because if I'm good all year with my diet, if I'm fairly clean, if I do a good job, I think we should be able to reward ourselves with a little bit of outside of the outside of the norm eating. And if you're healthy metabolically, that shouldn't cause you a lot of trouble. If you've taken care of your metabolism, you should be able to handle a you know piece of junk food twice a year or three times a year. Um, that shouldn't be out of the question. Excluding those of you who are you know lactose intolerant. Obviously you're not gonna drink eggnog at Christmas because you'll vomit. But those people who, who are just trying to lose weight or just trying to eat clean, that's great. And I think the actual best way to do that is to allow yourself to indulge every now and then. Otherwise, you have no, it's like you have nothing to look forward to when it comes to, um, you know, dessert or a treat or a reward for your work. So uh, I think it's important to give yourself a break every now and then. Um, so it'll be a mixture of things. That's a little preview. There will be healthy versions of Christmas dishes, but some of it is going to be just you get to live a little. So, um, um, for, for the people who, who are watching this um, in in December, uh, what Lucas is referring to is uh, he's got three cooking classes coming up at Performance Medicine of Johnson City. I believe it's the seventh, fourteenth, and twenty first. Yep. Uh, December seventh, December fourteenth, and December twenty first. Uh, at the end of this video, we'll put up the flyer and kind of detail what each class is about. Uh, so you'll get, how long is the class going to be, Lucas? Two, two hours, it's 12 to 2. So 12, 12 to 2 on the 7th, 14th, mm -hmm. and the 21st, Lucas is going to walk you through uh, a, a couple, the first one, I know there's one healthy, hearty Italian. Yeah, yeah, so the first the first class is going to be like um, healthy, quote-unquote sugar-free, excluding naturally occurring things, um, healthy snack alternatives. And they'll be indulgent. Like these are going to be like candied nuts, stuff like that. Candied nuts, homemade chocolate, things like that, um, that you would otherwise think are very unhealthy, but we can make them healthy or healthier. <laughs> and then the second class is hard, healthy Italian. So I'll be teaching people how to make my version of um, bolognese, which is a, a traditional Italian meat sauce dish that I really like. And then the third one is going to be sort of holiday themed. So that's the... And what is the cooking level um, in terms of like, okay, beginner, intermediate, and advanced? Like, who is it for? Is it for intermediate? It's for any of those people. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, so the idea I'm playing with is I have a, 
I've been typing up sort of to be able to give a handout to people as they leave some of the things we've did, done so they have it written down. They don't have to sit there and write notes. I don't want them to have to do that. Uh, it's going to be, I'm doing a, like, if you have plenty of time version, like if you're not in a hurry version, which is a little more advanced, more, it's, of course, it's going to taste the best because you can kind of do more with it. But then I'm going to do a, I have no time version of some of them, not all of them, but some of, so it's going to be like, a version that normally you use the stove, but you can actually do it with a microwave. So it'll be like a spectrum for each dish. So not, not every dish, but some of them I'm gonna go, okay, here's the long version that we're gonna all do together. And while y'all are doing it, I'm gonna show you how to do five minute, two minute candied nuts that you can eat immediately. So that kind of thing. I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I know I'd, I'd probably lean towards the 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 microwaved version uh but as as i'm sure you know but it's good to have these different alternatives you know mm -hmm. it's, it's good to have like um there might be time when you when you want to spend uh an hour and a half you know really kind of uh preparing a dish uh versus you know rushing out the door and there's going to be other times where you need to rush out the door right i find usually with desserts especially if we're making kind of an indulgent snack for me, if I spent more time making it, as long as I didn't burn it or ruin it, it tastes better um, right. because I know the work I put into it. Um, I was more careful, things like that. That doesn't mean that a quick recipe is going to taste bad or that it's not good, but it's just, you know, it's nice to be able to put work into it and then yeah. take your time and enjoy the work. So, yeah. Um, real quick, because I, I know you got to go. Um, kind of a hot take, air fryer or Instapot? Oh, that's tough. I actually, oh, I have an air fryer. I didn't show you that. It's a, the, somebody gave it to me. It's an Emerald, one of the Emerald Lagasse like little oven, but it's an air fryer oven. I like them both. Um, I use my Instapot more. The air fryer, I find, this is just me. Somebody else out there might have a better way of using it. And I'd love to learn from them. I find it's more just like using the oven. It's just smaller. Mm -hmm. And um, typically dishes that require grilling or frying like that are a little more time intensive than you like you still have to prep the meat. You have to toss it in something. You have to coat it in something and then you have to spray your pan and then you put it in the air fryer so it doesn't stick and things like that. So there's more steps. Whereas with the Instapot, it's a pot. So the, it's you know the idea we're cooking more of a wet. You just put liquid in there with whatever you're doing and you can just leave it. You've got to watch an air fryer. You you got to put food in there, and you have to stay. You have to watch it cook, or else it'll burn. Got Whereas it. with the Instapot, I dump all my ingredients in there, seal it, push go, and I leave. I can do whatever I want. Got so, it. So I'm not saying the Instapot is superior, but in terms of time efficiency, I think it's superior to the air fryer. Really interesting. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I think I think that's a show, um, guys. We're gonna put up the. A flyer to to Lucas's uh, cooking classes that are coming up in December. Um, I'm sure we're going to make this somewhat of a regular thing. So if you're not if you're watching this, you know later uh, after the the cooking classes in December, uh, we will post the updated uh, classes uh, for you there. But uh, Lucas, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for uh, taking the time out today and and doing another episode of Dive Into Diet. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Uh, guys, this has been another episode of Dive Into Diet with nutrition coach Lucas Schmidt. 
Um, we will be back as always. Um, I hope to get to do this with you in person next time. And yeah, uh, but I also like the I also like being able to to do this. That way we can uh, squeeze in an episode real quick. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, all right, man. Have a good night, uh, guys. Thank you all so much. Uh, this has been Dive Into Diet. I'm your host Ben Rogers. I'm with Lucas Schmidt. Uh, we'll see y'all next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.